This episode is brought to you by BTR Nation. BTR is a female founded brand that is on a mission to end mindless snacking with their protein bars with a purpose. Snacks get a bad reputation, high in sugar, ingredients you can't pronounce, ultra processed. But what if you had a snack that checked all the right boxes, a snack with a purpose? Because when we snack mindfully, when we honor our bodies, our hunger, our snackiness, we transform our mindset. BTR bars and chocolate truffle cups are made with no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no added sugar, no corn or rice syrups, no GMOs, no natural flavors, no sugar alcohols, no stevia, no inflammatory ingredients, and no gums or fillers, the cleanest label in the category. They only use ingredients that you can pronounce and adaptogenic superfoods like reishi, lion's mane, and cordyceps. They also taste delicious. I always have the peanut butter chocolate chip bliss bars in my cabinet, and Erica doesn't go a day without having the dark chocolate truffle cups. Besides the many delicious snacks to choose from, we love the story of BTR. Founder and owner Ashley Marie found inspiration in an unlikely place at an unlikely time, at the hospital cafeteria. When both of her parents were diagnosed with cancer, her life turned upside down as she became their caretaker, and her own nutrition began to suffer. Ashley was devouring protein bars when she could, as many of us do, to fit in a meal or a snack. Most of the bars she quickly discovered were filled with sugar. After her parents passed away, she founded a bar brand based on their family mantra, be bold, tenacious, and resilient. If you want to try BTR bars and truffle cups, you can save 20% on your order with code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS all one word at btrnation.com. You can also find this link in our show notes and link tree on Instagram. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Ali experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a great conversation today with Faraz Khan, who is an expert in um, women's hair loss. And uh, we're going to go into detail with him about that today. But um, as we usually do, we'll do some quick updates. And um, I just wanted to let everybody know, if you're not aware, uh, Erica and I in addition to doing one-on-one coaching, we also do corporate and virtual events. Um, and we just finished one this morning before recording called Your Well-Being is Your Competitive Advantage, which was a lot of fun. We en- we love doing that program. And uh, we had a lot of like great participants. It's always so fun to have a group together. So if anybody's interested or companies or groups that you're a part of might be interested in that, I just wanted to make everyone aware because we don't really talk about that a lot on the podcast that that's sort of our other the other kind of leg of courageous wellness completely yeah we also do virtual healthy holiday happy hours or in Mm. person as well but you know the virtual component of our business allows people from everywhere all over the world to utilize our services but yeah so especially during this time of year I feel like the healthy holiday happy hour events are really popular and yeah, we love doing it and we could 
I could talk about <laughs> gut health and blood sugar balance and how to fuel yourself for hours. So yeah, we don't talk about it as often on the podcast because the podcast is really a free resource for everybody. But if it is something you're interested in, or you want to host an event with your friends or your office or anything, you know, we're, we're available and you can find all that information at courageouswellness.net. And you can also reach out via email. If you'd like, um, you can go to info at courageouswellness.net and inquire, and we can send you, um, the options and rates for all of those things. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I just, I always have fun doing, doing virtual events and, um, we just came off that. So that's our latest and greatest update. Erica, do you have anything else you wanted to share? I do. I wanted to jump off last week's update. I talked about, again, reading and self-care is really important to me. And I did finish fourth wing, which is a romanticy, I think is what the genre is now being called, but it's That's like a hilarious. I've never fantasy. heard that. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you want to hear my thoughts on that book, I was halfway through last week and, and I've now finished it in the second book in the series, Iron Flame came out November 7th and it's the second in a five book series. And I'm all in, I think it's like game of Thrones meets hunger games. If anyone wants a visual and neither of those things are things I, I didn't watch game of Thrones. I never watched or read hunger games, but I am so into this book. So I really recommend it. Um, and I'm going to start iron flame today, which I'm really excited about. But what my, what I wanted to share with my update, which was so cool is I did end up going to my local Barnes and Nobles on November 7th when Iron Flame was released. And I, first of all, I haven't done that. I haven't been into a fantasy book series since Harry Potter. And I'm old enough that they all came out with me as I grew up. I think Harry Potter one came out when I was like in fourth or fifth grade and my dad bought it for me. And my freshman year of college, the final book came out. And I remember we would all there was like a Borders bookstore that would stay open until midnight and we would dress up and we would go get in line and get, you know, the Harry Potter books when they would come out. And it was really fun <laughs> aging myself here, but it was really fun. And so on November 7th, I went to my Barnes and Noble and I went to buy Iron Flame and I couldn't believe, like, I really thought, I know these are big things. Like I'm on book talk, TikTok. I, my my sister-in-law friend Laura and I we we nerd out to it we text all night about these books i couldn't believe ally how many people were in the bookstore buying this book on november 7th it was so many people the whole line was filled with people like carrying the book i went to the concierge to like ask i was like hi do you have and they were like over there over there, right there. Like they knew exactly what I was coming in for. I was actually wearing a t-shirt I got off of Etsy um, from the A Court of Thorns and Roses sister, uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses series with my sister-in-law. And, you know, we were wearing our Valaris t-shirts, if you know, you know, and we got so many compliments on, I got so many compliments on the t-shirt and it was just like this really cool book experience that, I'm really happy to be a part of. And so I just wanted to share that because I I didn't realize that people still went to bookstores. I didn't realize yeah. it was just cool to see how many people were buying the book and reading. It was a lot of young women. There were a lot of couples actually like, I imagine supportive boyfriends or husbands or girlfriends who were supporting their partners buying these books. And it was just a really, it was really cool. And so if anybody is into fantasy, if they're into romanticy, or if they want to try it. I think Fourth Wing is a really easy entry point. It is spicy. So I think last week I said, you know, the Akatar series, the Court of Thorns and Roses is a little R-rated. This wasn't, but it it, it, it is, you know, there are spicy, <laughs> spicy scenes, you know, uh, later in the book. But, um, but it's it's a good entry point and it's really fun because again this is the second book there's going to be five books in the series so if you are interested you can kind of like get in now and then we can all go to our local bookstores for book number 3 and nerd out together so um if you are reading the books please slide into my DMs actually don't slide in about Iron Flame yet because 
I may not be done. I haven't started, but if you want to talk about fourth wing, I'm down. And if it's at Courageous Wellness, it will be Erica responding because <laughs> I have not read any of them and probably won't. Not really a fantasy person, but I'm glad you're liking them. And it is encouraging to find out that people still read. Right. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. Um, but we have a really great episode today and it's on a topic we really haven't spoken much about. We've never really kind of uh, talked about this topic before. So shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get into the episode. Today, we welcome Faraz Khan, founder of Fully Vital Hair Wellness for Women and host of the Anti-Aging Hacks podcast. He is a leading expert in the field of hair loss in women with a specialized focus on understanding the role of hormones, including testosterone and DHT in hair thinning and loss. Today, we have a conversation on women's hair loss. We discuss the cause and complex hormonal changes and stress that contribute to hair loss, and Faraz offers tangible tips on prevention. Enjoy the episode. And if you have been enjoying the podcast, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can always get in touch with us at Courageous Wellness on Instagram. Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first order at Sakara with code XO Courageous. We have been big fans of the company for years and the Sakara Life organic meal delivery program is based on a whole food plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakar cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XOCourageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do. Now onto the episode. Thank you for joining us, Faraz. Uh, Erica and I are really happy to have you on the show and have this conversation today. Um, so just to get us started, can you share with our listeners a little bit about who you are and um, how you got interested in the world of longevity science and, and hair health? Yeah, totally. First of all, thank you, Ali and Erica, for having me on your show. I'm honored to be here. My story starts back in college when I was a soccer athlete. I thought I was you know, pretty good, pretty confident, happy-go-lucky guy. And all I wanted to do was impress the ladies back then. And I remember my second or third year in college, I was 21 at the time when I'm shampooing my hair and washing it. And I looked down on my hands and it's full of my hair. And I had a freak out moment. I went from a stress of four to an 11 in that exact moment. And I had 100,000 questions that I started asking myself. One of the things that came up to me was that, you know, my father's side of the family had great hair genes and very good hair my dad and my granddad, but my mother's side had very weak hair genetics. And so all, all three uncles on my mother's side were bald. And I go, oh my God, this is coming. It's, you know, it's my destiny. My genetics is my destiny. There's nothing I can do about it. So I still went to Ayurvedic practitioners, holistic practitioners, did the, you know, the biotin, the shampoos, all kinds of hair oils to try to slow it down. And uh, to be honest, it did slow down a little bit but it didn't stop. And so I'd wake up every morning with hair on my pillow and my hair was thin and, and weak. And it just, I just, I just didn't feel like my most confident self. And so this went on for years, went to grad school in New York, did that. And again, more stress-related hair loss, which we will talk about. And that continued at, at the age of 26. I was so fed up. I was so fed up that I went to a hair transplant surgeon and she was really good, this female doctor. And I said, hey, just put me out of my misery, please. Let's do a transplant. And she goes, you know what? You haven't lost a ton of hair in any one area, so I can't do a transplant for you yet. However, there is a pharmaceutical that you can get on that can help you in, in the time being. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so are there any side effects? She goes, yeah, you might have some side effects down there, you know, 
in your man parts. And I go, hell no, I'm not doing this. I'm too young. And, um, you know, I want to live my life right now. But six days of waking up with hairs on my pillow, I finally called her and I said, you know what? Give me the pharmaceutical. I need help. I can't do this on my own. So I did that for 10 years. And then recently when I got into anti-aging and longevity, I decided to figure out, you know, are there any natural ways that I can stop the hair thinning and regrow it back? And why is this so hard? So I traveled to hair loss conferences. I went to Thailand for a big world congress uh, in hair loss and hair transplantation, met all the top doctors and surgeons and stem cell experts and uh, naturopathic experts in the space, interviewed all of them on my show. And what I realized after about a year of research is that a lot of people, a lot of women probably listening, have tried the supplement or the serum or something else, and they may or may not have had results. But what I realized is that to guarantee, not to guarantee, but to get the best chances of having results, you've got to do multiple things, especially if you're losing hair. You've got to do three or four things at the same time, and that covers so many bases, and it almost forces your hair follicles to start growing again. So that was the premise behind which we started the company, Fully Vital. And we've got four different products that stimulate hair follicles in four different ways. So that was the big realization. That's the company. And then on the anti-aging side, real quick, I would, you know, my parents live in India, so I'd go visit them every once in a while. And every time I went to see them, they just looked older. They had more wrinkles. They were walking more slowly. And I'm going, okay, this is not good. And, you know, in the Indian culture, guilt and shame is big. And so my mother would say, why are you so far away from us? And is this the meaning of life? And I go, I don't know what the meaning of life is, but I understand I'm far away from you. And, you know, what can we do? And so I was guilt driven to researching how could I make sure that they stay younger for longer and they're vibrant so that we could, you know, go travel the world or do things together. And I stumbled into anti-aging longevity and the rabbit hole goes super deep and I jumped in with both feet. And so here we are. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. And we're really excited to have this conversation. I feel like hair loss is something on a lot of people's minds. I think in a post-pandemic world, especially, right, where stress levels have been so much higher in the last few years. Um, And there's also a lot of shame and taboo, I think, especially around women's hair loss. I know men too, like, of course, but there's all these products marketed towards men's hair loss. You know, it's very discussed and out there. And I think for women, sometimes it can feel a little more shameful to discuss. So I'm really excited that we're going to have this conversation today. So thank you so much. And I guess maybe to start, it might be good for anyone listening. What are some, I know you work a lot, like you said, with, um, longevity and anti-aging and hormones. And so maybe what are some of the hormonal changes that, um, that can cause hair loss and how can our listeners identify if they have that kind of hormonal hair loss? Totally. That's a great question, Erica. So the way that this works is especially for both men and women, uh, hormones are the number one reason for hair thinning, especially for women after the age of 35. So what happens is that in your mid thirties as women, your hormones start shifting and changing, especially your sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone. So those levels of estrogen and progesterone start to go down. This leads to a relative imbalance with testosterone. And testosterone is present in both genders. It converts to dihydrotestosterone or DHT, which has been implicated in hair loss in both men and women. So what DHT does is it goes up to your hair follicles and starts to shrink the hair follicles. So the hair gets thinner and thinner and thinner until it gets so thin and wispy that it can't shoot out anymore. It's just kind of sleeping at that point, dormant. The other thing that DHT does, is it increases the time that your hair is in the resting phase. So it's not growing, which means your scalp looks thinner than it actually is. And so both of those are something that we don't want. And here's a quick anecdote to tell how, or to tell if you have the DHT related hair thinning or hormonal hair thinning customer of mine called a few months ago and she was asking me the same question. And so what I asked her to do is to, when she was washing her hair next, just take some of the hairs that are in her hand and stick them on a tile in the bathroom um, and look at them. If there's different thicknesses for different hairs, for those hairs, then you know for certain that that is hormonal related hair loss because no other type of hair thinning will actually shrink the hair follicle for the most part. It's mainly the hormonal aspects or the DHT, dihydrotestosterone, that does it. 
And again, like I said, it starts in your mid thirties as a woman, it goes, it starts to progressively, you know, the hormones start to go down estrogen and progesterone in your forties. And as you approach menopause, that decline is even faster. And so that's when you have to be careful. Um, the other reason that sometimes women don't get the results that they want or don't uh, have products work correctly for them is that they're not, they're misdiagnosing the cause for hair thinning. So they might be saying, oh, it's stress related, but there's actually a hormonal impact, hormone hormones that are preventing your hair from growing. So it's also very important to kind of diagnose the problem correctly. And it's not that complicated, but it's important to diagnose it correctly. And then coming back to the hormones, I'll tie it back to the men's as well. So men's testosterone peaks or starts to peak around 18, 17, 18, 19, 20. And so that is when early 20s is when most of men experience the most fast hair thinning. It's very, very aggressive because your testosterone is very high. It's converting to dihydrotestosterone or DHT, which causes the thinning. Thank you for sharing that and breaking that down. I think because like you said, we don't always know what might be causing the thinning to have ways to identify that is helpful. Um, I know that there are also different uh, seasons that can affect hair loss. Like I, I always laugh, like I shed a lot, but I also have a lot of hair and I've never had something where it's like noticeable thinning, but I also, I had to, when I was getting my hair done at one point, I had to ask my hairstylist, like how much is sort of normal and how much is something to be worried about? And she said to me, and you can confirm if this is true or not, that it's sometimes a seasonal thing, like similar to dogs' coats will shed more at certain times of the year. Um, so I guess my question, the first part of this question is, what is sort of like a common amount of hair shedding from a seasonal perspective? And when when do we like get no nervous a little bit about that maybe this is a little bit more than is natural yeah yeah this is a great question so blonde so i'll just break it down by different hair types so blondes have about 150,000 hair follicles on their heads they have a lot of hair brunettes have about a hundred thousand to 120,000 on their scalp and redheads have less they have 90,000 so they have the least unfortunately but so it depends on how much is normal based on how much you have. But as a general rule, if you're losing between 100 to 150 hairs per day, that's totally normal, nothing to worry about, given that you're not noticing any thinning, right? And it's not suddenly gone up as compared to last week or last month where you're seeing more clumps of hair, even though you might think it's only 150. Anytime you notice a lot of hairs in your brush or in the drain, it's, it's always a good time to start paying attention because the best time to address hair thinning is in the early stages. Not saying we can't do it later, but it's so much easier to address it early on. Now, when it comes to seasonal thinning, the transition from summer into fall has been known as the, as the time when there's a lot of extra shedding going on. So you might lose 15 to 20% hair as your hair, as the seasons transition. That's natural. That's normal. This is from the caveman day. So nothing to worry about. If you're noticing more thinning, you know, coming uh, coming up on the fall season, September, October timeframe, just know that it's totally fine. And your hair should grow back over the winter and into next year. Really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I think too, I guess I have, I have like a two-parter question, but I'll start with the first part because it might be a little straight forward, um, which is if we talk about, right, so we're talking a little bit about hormonal hair loss, shedding, and I'm curious too about stress, right? Because a lot of people are stressed and you can lose your hair when you're in a stressful season. Is stress hair loss something that people can recover from easier than hormonal hair loss? Or if stress has triggered hair loss, is that is it hard to come back from that as well? Yeah, great question, Erica. So the stress-related hair loss, absolutely stress can cause hair thinning. There's two different types of stress. But before I get into that, I want to share and reassure your listeners that stress-related hair loss will typically come back once you address the reasons for the stress. When you Once you address the underlying conditions, come back to normal and baseline, all of that hair should grow back. The only hair loss, primarily the only hair loss that is permanent 
is the hormonal related hair loss or the DHT hair loss. So we've got to be very careful when that kicks in because that means you could lose your hair forever. That is why men go bald is because of DHT related hair loss, right? Yeah. So coming back to the stress, yes, absolutely. There's two types of stressors. One is an acute major big stressor that's happening right now. That could be getting the virus that was going around, around for the past two years. That could be a big breakup. It could be psychological or physical, like a surgery, but also you're moving to a different apartment, moving to a different city, lost your job. So many things that if it's a huge stressor in your life, what your body does, it says, oh my goodness, we're under attack. It may be a saber-toothed tiger outside. That Your body doesn't know the difference. And so what it does, it takes all of the vital nutrients and it brings them in towards the core organs. And so your hair isn't all that important for survival. And your hair takes a tremendous amount of energy, tremendous amount of energy. And so your body says, nope, not important. I'm going to pull all the vital nutrients in, which means a lot of your hair then transition from the growth phase into the resting phase. And two to three months after the big incident, which you may not even remember at this point, is when a lot of those hairs start to leave or start to fall out. And I've had friends call me with tears in their eyes going, I think I'm going bald. Like I can't stop this hair. It's coming out in clumps. They've lost 30 to 40% of the hair on their scalp, which is a lot of hair, especially for women because your hair is long and it just, it just seems like so much is coming out at the same time. And so again, it's very, very important to do a lot of things together, especially when you have so much hair loss coming out. But the most important thing is to think back two to three months and say, did something big happen? That is causing this because once you understand what's going on, you have a reasonable chance of bringing it back together. The yeah. the other aspect of stress that I want to touch on briefly also is the ongoing levels of stress. So chronic stress, ongoing, higher levels of stress. My friend Ashley called me from LA and you know she said, hey, I'm losing more hair. And I said, okay, what's going on? She goes, well, I am very stressed because uh, my coworker left and I'm having to do her work as well. Okay, that's fair. And so she was more stressed. So I just guided her towards, you know, doing some more mindfulness and meditation and, and yoga, and also taking a supplement with ashwagandha, for example, as an adaptogen that helps balance your stress and cortisol levels. And within a few months, uh, you know, I talked to her again. I said, how's your hair? She goes, oh, it stopped. It stopped falling out. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. Thanks for telling me. You know, yeah. But you can't address it. So thank you. Yeah. That was, that's why I was like, okay, let's tackle that first part because I feel like stress hair loss is so common and it can be really scary. So that's great to know. And then I guess the second part of that too would be, it isn't hair loss per se. And I guess you kind of bridged a little bit as well, because I definitely want to talk to you about nutrition and prevention, right? So that we can best support ourselves because it's similar the way you're discussing, um, almost like hair loss and stress and your body is, you know, going to take care of those vital organs in times of stress. It's, it's very similar with nutrition, right. And, um, even digesting our food and our gut health and all of that, you know, when we're in fight or flight, our body's not like, let me digest my yeah. salad right now. Um, yeah. you know, the most optimally. So, um, yeah, so definitely want to go into nutrition in a second, but the second part of my question had to do with grays, which I know we talked a little bit about or touched on before recording. And so stress, I think can also be tied to maybe developing gray hair, uh, a little quicker, um, and younger, <laughs> you yes. know, when we're in those times. So can we touch on the component of gray hair as well? Is that also, if you're starting to get grays from a stressful time, are you now going to always get grays and, um, how can we work to support our hair health, um, so that we don't start losing that color? Yeah, yeah, totally. Great question. So, uh, another anecdote for you is that Caucasians start to go gray in their mid thirties. That's the normal age. Asians will start to go gray late thirties and African folks will start to go gray early forties. That's just how it is because of the melanin in, in the hair follicle already or on your skin. And so that's how normally things will start, but stress can aggravate it. Stress can cause accelerated grays. And so what you want to do is again, balance the stress levels. Now, is it irreversible? No, it's not. You can actually reverse stress-related grays. And there are some studies that have been done on that. They've been able to reverse those. And scientists now believe that you can reverse stress-related grays. But there's more reasons for, for gray. The number one reason for grays is actually 
hydrogen peroxide. And a lot of women use hydrogen peroxide in their colors or dyes or bleaches on their scalp, but that's actually made by your own body, by every cell in your body in the process of creating energy, which is the mitochondria. That's what does creates the energy. But in a two-step process with the mitochondria, the second step is uh, the, the bad actors get converted to hydrogen peroxide. And so you have very powerful antioxidants in your own body that neutralize the hydrogen peroxide, namely glutathione and or catalase. And both of these start to go down you know, mid thirties and beyond because of the aging process. So anything that we can do to increase the levels of these two antioxidants will help get rid of the hydrogen peroxide inside your cells, which is ultimately bleaching your hair and making it turn gray. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Odyssey Mushroom Elixir. Odyssey contains 2,750 milligrams of lion's mane and cordyceps functional mushrooms that have been shown to increase brain function, mood, memory, and boost energy. With Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, there's no need to settle for a drink that's full of chemicals and empty calories. The flavors are delicious. There are caffeinated and uncaffeinated options, and I love to use it as a mocktail at parties, as an afternoon pick-me-up, and while I love all the flavors, my personal favorite is the sparkling dragon fruit lemonade. If you want to try Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, you can take 20% off your purchase today with code CWPODCAST, all one word at odysseyelixir.com. And all of that information can be found in our show notes or link tree on Instagram. We have an exciting new offer for Courageous Wellness listeners to study at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. From November 13th through November 26th, you can get 45% off the health coach training program and 35% off any courses offered from IIN. Erica and I are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health and she has advanced training in gut health. And together we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that includes 100 plus theories of nutrition, strong coaching skills, and has now joined forces with Chopra Global to offer an array of certifications from yoga to meditation as well. We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, and even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So again, from November 13th through November 26th, you can get 45% off the health coach training program and 35% off any courses offered from IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive your discount, use code Alyssa French 20 at the time of enrollment. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. While we're on this topic, I'd love to ask you, we touched on it a little bit, but to go into like how much, as far as our hair goes, is genetic as because like, is the old, I think it's like a wives tale, but yeah. I'm curious, like for men, I've always heard sort of what you were talking about, where it's like your mother's side is where you inherit potentially like uh, balding from mm -hmm. if it's in her family. But I don't know if that's like actually proven or if it's an old wives tale, like, can you genetically have a predisposition through the like patrilineal side too, you know, or so that's one question. And then, um, Oh, also genetics is from a Gray's perspective, because like I know my husband started going, he has like a full head of thick hair, but he started right. going gray in his twenties and his dad started going gray pretty early. And his grandfather had like white, full head of white hair till the end of his life. But yeah. they, they all had like kind of early the salt, the salt and pepper thing started quite early for him. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like how much is influenced by genetics, both from a hair loss? And I guess this is more, I don't know if it's different for male and female bodies, but I think yeah. we talk a lot about in the context of men. Totally. Uh, it is hair loss certainly is genetic. 
and you can get it from both sides of the family. It doesn't in my case, it was my mother. That's what I thought, only from your mom's side. But also my dad, my dad's side happened to have excellent hair genes. Um, so that precluded me from thinking otherwise. But you can get it from both sides, from your dad's side, from your mother's side. It can also skip a generation sometimes, which is weird. But if your grandparents don't have good hair or had hair loss, you can get it, even though your parents might not have had it. So that's on the hair growth side. On the gray, there's uh, there's different reasons for premature hair growing. So if you're talking about your husband, uh, there's many reasons that scientists have found. Uh, one of them is that your parents went gray prematurely. So there's a genetic component to it, but the genetic component is not that that strong. It's only 20 or 30%. So you can use the environment uh, to overcome or to at least reduce what the environment is doing. And if the genetics has a certain percentage of your hairs go gray, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, you'll go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, I'm waiting. I said like, he's not there yet, but I was like, at some point you're going to be like full Anderson Cooper, which I think looks great. Like I actually nice. love silver hair, but it's, um, if we're women and men, I think actually more people are embracing it and I think it can look really beautiful, but, uh, totally. I was just curious from like the genetic perspective. Yeah, I was going to say my husband too started having grays pop up in his 20s. And actually, most of my friends have started, like I said, it probably is a product of the last four years um, because we're just, the majority of my friends are just starting to enter like year 35, right? So, right. Mm -hmm. But most people I know from just, again, the stress of the last few years um, started getting more and more grays. But Mm -hmm. I will say it's interesting because I feel like I'm somebody who struggles with anxiety I have, um, yeah, like I have anxiety. I definitely like have a lot of stress in my life and I have not found grays yet, but I'm sure it's coming. So it's interesting to hear because I'm like, is that, you know, we're talking about genetics and different things like that. Whereas my husband, who I think handles stress a lot better than me, he has like all the grays. So it's just so interesting. But anyway, train of thought, I'm sure they'll come and, you know will deal. Cause I think that's the thing. It's interesting as we talk about anti-aging and, um, you know, again, like even that word anti-aging and, you know, preventative, I do think it's such a gift to age. Right. And so I hope that when I do find my first gray, I'm like, Oh, well, this is a privilege that I get to experience because I'm growing older, you know? And I think, um, I think it is really cool that more and more people are embracing the way things happen, you know, of a life well-lived and a long life well-lived. But anyway, I could go off on a tangent for a long time about that. But I also understand and, you know, believe in we should do anything that makes us feel good about ourselves. And so prevention can be a part of that, right? Like you said, with your family to stay young and not young, that might be the wrong word, but to stay vibrant and healthy and have this this good longevity. And so that brings me to nutrition because, you know, we are big believers that nutrition is really important for longevity in our bodies and our health span, not just our lifespan. And so I'd love to know how we can really support ourselves with food and nutrition and supplements to, you know, have good hair health span, you know, for, for as long as we can, you know. Totally. I can address that in a couple of ways. I think that uh, the answer differs based on what decade of age you're in. In your 20s, for example, if you're a woman in your 20s, there's only two or three reasons that you're going to lose hair. And the number one reason is stress because everybody's stressed post-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID. So that's one reason. The other one is nutrient deficiencies. And what are the big nutrient deficiencies? There's about five of them. And these are vitamin D3, iron, zinc, folate, and B12. You've got to get all five of these. And if you have all five of these, then you can kind of count out uh, the nutritional aspect of hair thinning. Interestingly, if you are vegan, then you are at risk for being deficient in three out of those five, folate, B12, and also iron, which is very, very important. And as a young female, especially in your 20s, or any reproductive age, you are also menstruating, which means you're losing blood and iron every month. So it's kind of important early on to check your iron levels and supplement if you need to, um, or eat enough foods or eat enough foods that have iron in them. So those are the top three reasons, iron deficiencies, 
nutrition deficiencies, and also stress that women in their 20s lose hair. And when it comes to nutrition, of course, you can try to get these directly from your diet if you know what to look for, or you can get a healthy hair supplement that helps you, give, gives you all the important nutritional aspects, covers you know even the stress, gives you the iron that you need. And that's what we did is we've created a supplement that helps, makes it very, very, gives it a complete solution so that you have, uh, you're addressing hair thinning from so many different ways. And that, yeah, so that's our supplement. But if you want to choose something else that's out there and that you love that, feel free to use that as well. Thank you. And I'd love you to speak as far as like supporting yourself. So that's if, if you're a woman in your twenties, if you're a woman uh, in your thirties or even like going into forties where, where, um, you might be experiencing some of the signs of perimenopause. Um, how are, can you just mention a couple of those things that, that I was like, we should, <laughs> um, as a woman in her late thirties, uh, focus on as far as if someone's seeing thinning hair, what, what are the ways that like this age bracket can support themselves? Totally. Great question. And so the way that hormonal hair loss or DHT manifests in a woman's on a woman's scalp is typically you'll see your part, women usually part their hair down the middle, you'll see that part growing wider and wider and wider. And when you kind of think and kind of analyze where your hair loss is coming from, and you can kind of pull, uh, you know, run your hands through your hair and try to pull, it's called a pull test, you'll see more hairs coming out from the top as opposed to the sides. That gives you a good indication that this is hormonally related because even for men, it's almost always in the front and the top. It's never on the sides. They always have their side hair hanging around. So DHT does not impact the sides in women and in women and in men. So that's one easy way to tell if you have hormonal hair loss. But again, if you're over 35, then I want to cover that base regardless because if if you don't cover that base, then you will keep losing hair and it's going to go away because it's progressive and you lose it permanently. And the way to kind of address that naturally, there's two or three ingredients that we have in our supplement, but these are well-validated, you know, scientific studies behind them. Uh, the best one is, is called saw palmetto. And this had a good effect when in subjects that had that tested it against, you know, the big pharmaceutical that men use called finasteride. So saw palmetto did pretty well at reducing the conversion of testosterone to DHT. So that is one that I highly recommend, especially for women over the age of 35. The other one that we've included is nettle extract. That's also got great data and so has pumpkin seed extract. So these are the three that help address the hormonal imbalances that are happening in a woman's body, you know, 35 to 50 years old. And so that's the one that it's very, very important. In addition to the stress, in addition to the other nutritional aspects, you want to address the hormonal aspect uh, quickly. Thank you. Yeah, that's so interesting. And is there any like food recommendations that you would say are really great for, um, for hair, uh, yes. hair loss prevention? Yeah, totally. So I would recommend you can't eat saw palmetto. It's not very edible, even though it's, it grows in Florida. And so what you could do is you could get pumpkin seeds from your local gro grocery store. That's a pretty good one. Uh, again, as I said, we've included that in our supplement for that reason, but you can just get it and you can buy it and eat those. Um, the other things that you might consider eating is make sure you eat uh, nutrients that are that are full of or that are uh, that have B vitamins in them. So that's an important one. Make sure that you're eating some type of iron, even through uh, either through red meat or through other ways of iron supplementation. So that's very important. The other one would be anti-inflammatory inflammatory foods like you know, fish oil, uh, or even just eating fish because that is high DHA and EPA. And those are very good. Anti-inflammatory foods are good for hair, hair growth as well. And that's why we've got curcumin in our supplement. But if you yeah. want to eat food, you can eat that. Um, so anything to lower stress, get your nutritional status on point, get the iron levels that you need, um, balance thyroid or support your thyroid gland, which is also very important. So anything you can eat there, like iodine, make sure to get enough of that. Um, and then just overall getting some selenium as well as zinc. Those are important as well. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, you know, we're always reminded, even if we do topic specific episodes like this, like supporting yourself with those nutrients and foods 
will help in overall health too. (laughs) It's a good, it's a good reminder that like, if you're eating anti-inflammatory foods or, you know, getting adequate, um, protein or B vitamins or D3, whatever from your foods, all these nutrients, um, it's going to impact not only your beautiful head of hair, but, uh, all the functions in the body too, as we, as we're talking about, especially with hormone health. Um, Well, thank you so much for all this great information. You know, as we begin to wrap up, we always ask our guests three wrap-up questions. And I'll start off. Um, So the first one is, you know, you are a busy entrepreneur. And uh, in this world of, you know, health span and longevity science, um, how do you take care of yourself on a daily basis? Do you have certain self-care practices and any non-negotiables? Totally. What a great question, Ali. Thank you. So I take a lot of care in maintaining normal, healthy stress levels. Stress can cause havoc inside your body. And so I have a meditation practice in the morning and one in the evening. And I've gotten pretty good because as an entrepreneur, you go through some really rough patches at times. And so I've gotten pretty good, I think, at kind of uh, absorbing some of the, you know, the bad news that comes in during the day and kind of just being uh, normal with it and not having it impact me so much. So that's a morning and evening meditation. Obviously, I'm sure you guys talk about it on your show as well, is uh, eating healthy foods like they're found in nature, not in packaged, uh, not packaged goods, I should say. And so that's very important as well. Prioritizing my sleep. I have all kinds of sleep um as I have a great sleep schedule and a lot of things that I do before going to bed that are important uh, that help me get a good night's rest. And then, and only then I layer on, uh, you know, other things such as supplements and uh, injections or peptides or what have you. Cause, cause it's like the layers of an onion, especially for anti-aging, you start at the bottom, the core non-negotiables, and then you work your way up. Exercise is something that I prioritize every single day as well. So yeah, lots of tips and tactics for myself. Yeah, no, that's great. And it's so practical, right? It's that foundation that we all really need (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be the most optimal that we can be. But thank you. Um, The next question that we always ask is, what does being courageous mean to you? What a great question. Being courageous. I've thought about this quite a bit, actually. And I, my mother is prone to um, fear for some reason. She just start worries, has more anxiety than my father. And so I think I inherited that uh, as part of my genetics uh, and I recognize this early on in life. And so over time, I've had to look fear in the eyes many, many times. And what I've realized is the way to kind of face your fears or the way to get by is you have to face your fear. You have to walk into the fear, which is the scariest thing to do, trust me, because your heart's pounding. You don't know what's gonna, how it's gonna be on the other side. But once you do, that fear kind of vanishes forever. And so that's a practice that I've started doing more and more. I always start with baby steps, but once you get more courage, then you're able to do bigger things. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's like once you face it, you kind of face like you like tame the dragon, whatever mm-hmm. it is. After that, that's great. And there's lots and lots of dragons in everybody's life. I recognize yeah. that through my yeah. own experience. So just keep going. Absolutely. Um, and then do you have a book recommendation for our audience? It can be on any topic, just something that's meant something to you in your journey. Yeah, totally. I love uh, my my dear friend, Dr. Sandra Kaufman's books. Um, you can look her up. She's written two fantastic books on anti-aging, but it really helps break down. She's done really good service to humanity because she's broken down the human body as a factory. And she says, okay, the factory, what does it need? It needs a blueprint for the buildings. Okay. That's your DNA. It needs waste disposal. Okay. Those are these things inside the cells that are getting rid of the waste. It needs energy production. That's the mitochondria. And so that's, that's the book that I would recommend for most people to simply understand what's going on with your body and how different supplements or adjuvants, as she calls them, can help improve your um, your overall health. And we're just talking living a nice, healthy, long life uh, mm-hmm. and longevity can come on later. Thank you. That's a great recommendation. And so if anyone wants to find you, buy your supplements, work with you, where can they do all of that online? 
Yeah, totally. So we've come up with four different products for hair wellness. There's a supplement. And I'll just hold it up. We have a serum as well that you can apply topically to your scalp because we believe that taking something internal uh, is very important because of all the nutrition aspects that we talked about, but also balancing hormones from the inside. And then you want to balance the hormones from the outside, give your skin what it needs to rejuvenate and grow healthy hair. And in addition, we've got a roller, a derma roller that we highly recommend. It's Women would know this from just beauty practices, but it's really good for your hair health. In one study, a derma roller helped regrow 15% new hair, which seems fantastic. And that's why we include it. And then the fourth thing that we have is a hairbrush, a simple bamboo hairbrush that's worth its weight in gold, in my opinion, because probably you've heard your grandma say, you know, brush your hair a hundred times every night. I think your grandma meant brush your scalp a hundred times every night, because that's where a lot of the magic happens. When you brush your hair, a lot of, you know, there's circulation improvements and also redistribution of the oils and the sebum on your scalp. So it makes your hair shinier, but also brings more blood flow and nutrients. So it's, uh, again, it's like five or 10 bucks, but it's the it's worth its weight in gold. And so those are the four different ways that we stimulate hair growth. And then we've got a different line for gray hair and balancing and addressing the gray hair as well. So you can check all of that out at fullyvital.com and all the information's on that website. Thank you so much. Thank you again for all your information today and your wealth of knowledge. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Ali and Erica. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.